All right, I think we're live now. Nice. What's going on, dude? How are you? You're not going to do your little intro? Nah, it's a different podcast now. It's a different time. It's not the, it's not the same, to be honest. Uh-huh. All, all your, uh, all your uh, nicknames are gone. Everybody knows my nicknames, and if they don't, then fuck it. You know, <laughs> give me a new one, you know? Um, yeah, we're living. Damn, what are you drinking? Is that a little lime in there? Yeah, it's a gin and tonic. Respect. It's what's left of a gin and tonic. What's left of a gin and tonic? Yeah. Uh, have you been handling the coronavirus shit by like spending a little bit too much time drinking on the weekends? So like the first uh, the first week, yes, and I I dialed back since then. Is it because you're running out? No, no, because I restocked. No, it's just that uh, I realized it was heading in a bad direction. So okay, yeah, I uh, got like a thirty pack of like hams, and then like it's gone after like a week. And I'm not even in a house that much because I'm still working, you know? Yeah. So I'm like, damn, I must be drinking like six beers at a time because like I didn't drink like half the week. So, so like, there's uh, so there's two things there. One, hams is like that weird uh, brand that like crosses over like people who don't like to pay a lot for alcohol and then mm-hmm. like super hipsters. Mm-hmm. Like, like it's both. Like the same yeah. people who pay like $5 for uh, pour over coffee will also drink a hams. Drink a hams, yeah, yeah, and then they're like, "I'm in a band." Yeah, you know. yeah. That's like- I saw your, uh, I saw your uh, post the other day. You were all, um, you were all um, suited up. To- oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That shit was crazy, man. It was really annoying. <laughs> it was a horrible day, or I guess an okay day. I don't really know. Are you like that most days? Like, do you have to get all hazmated? They gave it. They gave me a new mask to wear. They said I have to wear this no matter what. Uh-huh. Yeah, I made my little at-home mask today. Because yeah. yesterday they said, I mean, this is come. I don't know, this might be coming on Monday. Uh, but yesterday they announced that they want everybody to wear something over their face if you're going to go outside the house. Right. Because right. people who are sick and know that they're sick, speaking on that post, have just been going out like nothing is wrong with them. You know. I mean, if you know you're sick and you're going out, that's messed up. That's why I was in Jersey today. I was dropping off um, groceries for, like, people who might be sick. Like, I didn't even know. It was just, like, a possibility. So I was like, yeah, I'll go pick up groceries. Yeah, I'll go, yeah, pick up fucking bread and rice for you. But, like, yeah, I was at this job a couple I, I of years. better than bread and rice, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was at this place, and it was off the main line. It's like, you know, it's like a mini mansion or whatever. They're, like, they're presumably well-educated they have money mm-hmm. like they either are in they should be in tune with society enough like they're reading enough whether it be like local uh local writers or they read like the new york times or some shit like they know what's going on and their entire house was infected with coronavirus and after, after like 30 minutes of being there these guys were like hey we got to move the truck we're going to back the truck up into the driveway and the wife was like, oh, I'm about to leave. Could you move? <laughs> Let me get out first before you back up. And, yeah. I, and in my head, I was like, I shouldn't judge, whatever. I don't know what she's going to go do. It's like the middle of the day. And then she just leaves with no mask on, no gloves on. And I'm like, well, what could you possibly do when you are sick? And it's this type of sickness, you know, like a pandemic, like, what do you absolutely have to do? Do you have to get food? Well, they have enough money where they could probably get anything delivered, you know? Yeah. Like, they can get, you can 
email Amazon. Uh, you can order most of your groceries through Amazon. Probably all of them. No problem. You know, pick up your prescriptions. There are places that deliver prescription drugs. There are companies that do that. So it's like, well, what what is she going outside for? She showed back up with nothing in her hands at all. She's just like, probably was running like bullshit errands, you know? She went to the post office. It's like, uh, it's like Dante Foxworth says, you know, like when he was in the league, like he just assumed like the owners were smarter than he was because they were billionaires and he was just a guy yeah. who was like, you know, yeah. was a cornerback and like whatever. And then uh, he became a player's rep for the union. And like he's sitting across from Jerry Jones and like having a conversation about the next CBA. And at some point he was like, oh, you're not smarter than me. Like, you're not that, yeah, yeah. You're, you're not, just not like the fact that you're rich and like you read the New York Times and all that, that you're, you're not smarter than me. You're not smart. You're actually kind of a dumb asshole. And maybe most of this money that you have was just given to you. Well, to be fair, like uh, uh, he was saying not smarter than me. And Dante Foxworth went on to like go to Harvard Business School. Oh, he's like a really smart guy. Yeah, and, yeah. and he became like VP of like the NBA Players Union. And then yeah. like now he's on ESPN. <laughs> Like, he's a legit smart guy, but, like, still, like, his point is that, like, I went to the University of Maryland to stop people from catching footballs, and somehow I was still as smart as Jerry Jones. That's crazy. Jerry yeah. Jones does use, is, like, 80 years old, though, so I'll, I'll cut him some slack, because he's right. probably not nearly as sharp as he was when he was a 50-year-old a man. Right, and just because Dante Foxworth is smart doesn't make Jerry Jones dumb, so... Yeah. 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 That being said, if you have the coronavirus, if you ever are a confirmed case, you probably should not be leaving the house to go get Starbucks. Yeah. What do you uh, What do you make of the fact that like uh, Have you seen like the news reports that like you know this started off as like disease that like mostly like was being uh, confirmed among like white people, and like now it's like taking this like hard turn where like you know black folks are like disproportionately like testing yeah. positive, specifically in like Detroit and Philadelphia. I think that, to be honest, comes down to just who's still working in the city. Mm. It's just like labor. It's like most bus drivers are black that mm. I see. And I ride the bus a lot. I mean, I stopped mm. since this coronavirus, since it really started to pick up. Which is like you, you have a certain type of worker. Most laborers, if they are essential, are still like at work. They're still going. Yeah, yeah. And then if you are... Let's say you live in fucking Paoli and you catch the train in. Mm-hmm. And your job's like, just stay home. Even if you're not getting paid. So, like, it's still affecting you negatively. But you can't. You just can't, You're not coming out. You don't have any. I know a lot of people have just been laid off. And they just don't have anything to do. Even if they may have been able so to. So many people laid off. Yeah, huh? So many people laid off. Oh, it's fucking terrifying. It's crazy. <laughs> it's like, damn, dude, you definitely could do your job from home. And they're like, yeah, they just told me to fuck it. They're like, nah. And I'm afraid, like, I probably have, like, two more weeks of work, like, just from the way my company is operating. Just, yeah. like, they, they're probably not going to have anything for me to do. Not just because, whatever. Not just because the economy is, but, uh, like, the money has to come from somewhere. And if people don't have money, yeah. who's going to hire me? Nobody. And I'm just going to, I'm, I'm also going to have to collect unemployment. Well, that's where I got mad at, like, one of these, like, conservative um, news publications. I think it was, like, the Washington Examiner or something like that. Yeah. The the stimulus bill added, like, $600 to unemployment. Mm -hmm. So, like, 
every every unemployment check you get like is whatever you should get plus six hundred dollars and they were like oh you know and like they were complaining about like how um you know that was like unjustifiable from like a cost standpoint i was like you know unemployment is 527 dollars every two weeks that's where it maxes out like you're expecting people like a huge number of people a million people in pennsylvania to make it on (laughs) like a month um and I'm not saying that, like, I mean, people obviously live on that, but, like, th- there's some people who can't, like, just because, like, you know, they're living in places where, like, their rent's too high for, like, that or whatever. So. Let's just, let's just, I'm, I'm just going to go out there. Even the people that do live off that probably shouldn't be living on, like, it's not, it's yeah. not a workable number. It doesn't make any sense for, like, the most basic expenses. Like, if you want to buy groceries and have reliable transportation to work and a way for people to communicate with you on top of having a place to live that number just is unreasonable it is and by the way the people who do live off of that aren't the people getting 527 from unemployment like yeah they're not you know that, that's where it maxes out yeah it's 50 percent. that's where it maxes out i had to collect unemployment because i had a hernia like two years ago and i mean it wasn't during a crisis like this like you know like there weren't any lines but it still was the biggest pain in the ass I've ever had to go through them all. They just didn't want to give me the money. So like, even the idea that like, you get laid off and you're just going to have it in two weeks is on this. You can't even think like that. You got to treat it like they're just not going to pay you. You're going to have to wait for them. They had to give me like a back check for like four months of unemployment because they just kept denying. Yeah. So like you tell them whatever a good percentage of the workforce is just like, yeah, just, you're not going to get paid for two months. Also, you still have to pay your rent. Yeah. Which is wild, man. <laughs> this, shit is, this shit is out of control. Well, that's my thing with like the, uh, you know, like the states like PA, the, I don't know if it's PA or Philadelphia have done like the eviction, like holds, like they're not processing evictions right now, which is great. But like at the same time, like if you start processing again in like three months, um, those people are just going to be three months back rent. Like you haven't, you've just delayed the problem. You haven't actually fixed it. Yeah, that's like the whole thing with the stimulus package. It's like a one-time check of twelve hundred dollars. I don't know who twelve hundred dollars would save their life. You would still be in the red. You would still be yeah, doing really sure. Yeah, but and, uh, and, and you'll be there by the time it comes. Like by the time it gets to you, like you'll yeah. already be more than twelve hundred dollars behind. Yeah, you'll be fucked. And it's stupid the way that it's like being given out like across the board. Like it's one of the things I don't get like about our society is the fact that like the idea that in order to be fair, it has to go to everybody. Like I don't need it right now. Like I'm working from home. Like my, my economic situation is not like faltered in any way or whatever. Um, I should not be getting one of these. And in fact, I'm taking half of it and just giving it to bartenders. I know. Yeah, just being like, hey, I'm just giving fifty dollar tips, dog. I've been tipping so well in all the services that I, because I've been eating out a lot. Because I don't, I don't even really want to leave the house. Like, even though I'm still working, it's like when I come home, I don't leave. I've well, been, yeah, you're you're living with somebody who's carrying a child of yours. Who's you she's know, not even here. She's at, her, she's at her mom's house down the street, like uh-huh. a block and a half away. You know, because you're still working. I'm still working and she's not here because I don't want to get her sick. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just, I, I'm so dug in. It's like, if I get, like, I got Vietnamese food earlier. 
I'd say they got like 25%, 30%. Because, like, even if – I don't – he could walk that shit. He could bring it on a bike. It's like, that motherfucker is, like, putting his shit on the line. Right. And I I also, like, just don't want to – I don't want to, if I am sick, leave the house. Like, yeah, I don't want to get anybody sick, man. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm tipping those guys a little bit more, but like, I mean, I picked up a, a crowlers at a uh, at a bar recently, and like, yeah, I just doubled the total. Like, just because yeah. like I know those guys are used to having like Friday nights and like whatever, where um, jumping business well. going through the yeah, room. and now you just don't have that anymore. Uh, even though like, even though they probably are still being able to stay afloat with the crawlers and shit, and like get people in it because people want to. First of all, people want to drink beer. I'm yeah. like, at this point in history, you really need, <laughs> you really need that shit. You right, know? but you're not getting like the, you're not getting the people right. who like came in for two and they stayed for five and then they over tipped and stuff. Like you're missing like all of that business. All the good shit, all the good money. And now you're getting like the bare minimum. And like I know when I was a waiter, like there were totally like Fridays where like I was like, all right, by the end of this weekend, I need to make this much to pay all of my bills. And, you know, like, I'd be in at four o'clock and so I'd be one of the first ones cut and I'd say to one of the people who are going to be there late, like, hey, do you want to be cut instead? I'll go ahead and stay for you. And just like, you know, begging to like keep shifts like all the way to the end. Um, and yeah, they just don't like, I mean, that's that's how that industry lives. Yeah, I saw uh, some posts from uh, some friends who bartend who were like uh, at one of the bars that are like selling crawlers and shit. And they're like, can you please tip? Cause they like got stiffed a couple times and like part of me is like that sucks so much but then i can imagine like the the person who was like this is my last 25 dollars yeah yeah it's I thought rough all the way around it's like it's no leeway for people who who are working yeah no i think They're we saw the same thing and I, had the, I had the exact same thought like you should tip if you're going into a place like whatever like like a buck or two like even if you can't do more than that but like that's where like if you can do better like do better right now because yeah there's people out there who like i just fucking need a beer and i can't <laughs> yeah. afford a dollar more than what this beer costs yeah i can't tip the 15 bro it's gonna be 10 percent. but then at the same time like with that like because again like, I, think the, I think we saw the same thing there's a there's a beer distributor a block down the street like if you really can't tip like and you really just need a beer, walk a block down and like buy from somebody who like has already built that into like their- You're still open on Gerard Ave? Yeah. That's crazy. All, a lot of the places in my neighborhood in South Philly are just shut down. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, I get it. Dude, there's this one Chinese place that I was looking, I was looking forward to just eating that shit like every other day. They got like the best, they got the best spring rolls I've ever had in my life. Yeah. They're- they're cheap. They accept my credit card. And then they were just like, we're, you know, we're shutting down until this is over. And my feelings were so hurt because it's yeah. like, they're amazing. Yeah. They, they do have this weird rule that you can't pay with card if you're getting delivery, which is probably from them getting ripped off a couple of times. Sure. But still, I like, you know. There's that, uh, there's that place next to uh, Love City. This, this one hurt my feelings. I went to get a burrito last week because... There's not really a comparison to their burritos. Like, I like Loco Pez, but, like, nothing compares to El Perpetua's burrito. And, like, they have, like, 10 spots you can sit at anyway. Like, they are mostly a carry-out delivery business. Yeah. And they're shut down until the end of it. And I was like, wow, you guys could have just closed your doors and been like, 
we're just doing delivery yeah. now and you would have still done 70% of like the work you do anyway. Um, yeah. And yeah, they're close to the end of it. And yeah, that hurt my feelings. Yeah, whenever the end of it actually is. Yeah, I'm not thinking about that. <laughs> That's probably I, a good way to go about your life. I'm like a ridiculously optimistic person. So like, you know, I'm still like, I'm still May 1st, which by the way, May 1st is a Friday. Can we really? just talk about the fact that like May 1st is a Friday in Philadelphia, it's going to make the night the Eagles won look like a knitting circle. Like Everybody, they are going to die. To the ground. We're all going to die. First of all, there's going to be like 20 shootings. <laughs> and, and you're 100% right about that. And that, that, that's really, yeah, I'm actually shocked that like that hasn't turned down at all. Yeah, well, I guess for people in the streets, the stakes always stay the same. It doesn't really matter, you know. I guess. Such a hand-to-hand business, such a hand-to-hand lifestyle. Like, I was in Chester on, like, Wednesday. I was in Chester on Wednesday uh, working, and this is, like, 12 o'clock, maybe 1 o'clock, and these guys just start shooting broad, day- <laughs> broad daylight. Maybe, like, uh, let's say – Let's say I'm on 29th and Gerard, right? Mm-hmm. They were at Sarah's place. So they were within eye shot, ear shot. Very, I could see everybody's face. Mm-hmm. It was very close to me. And then uh, I was working with all these white guys. Most of them are from, like, Conshohocken, Plymouth meeting area. They're very used to this. They were so shook. Yeah, of course <laughs> they were. This one kid, he's like, let's get the fuck out of here. I fucking hate it here. <laughs> and, like, he really wanted to say the N-word so bad. He just wanted to be like, these niggas don't have no respect and shit. And I was just like, hey, I mean, it is what it is, man. Like, you never had your neighborhood be turned into a war zone. You don't know how to fucking. Yeah. I don't know why those guys were shooting. It could be a very valid reason. It could be the dumbest thing of all time. But the most important thing is that we need to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> we need to get the hell out of here. That Chester's was- a wild place. Chester is really fucked up. I went to a, uh, I went to a like, community meeting there that the mayor of Chester was at. And we were in like, you know, like the best room they have for like doing stuff like this. And I want to say there were cameras in the back. There were at least reporters in the room, but I want to say there were cameras in the back. And behind the mayor's like podium, like there was an electrical uh, box that didn't have a plate on it and like wires are just coming out. Yeah. Like this is like the height of Chester. Like this is where the mayor does like his in, or yeah. her, I don't remember he or her. Like yeah. important the shit, there's scene. wires just coming out of, you know, the wall with like those little, uh, those little plastic caps on them. Like yeah. make sure nobody dies. Yeah, this is the presidential suite. This is where they, <laughs> right. this is exactly. where the big boss is going. I think that's some shit too, especially like, I mean, if you grow up in like even a town like Philadelphia, if you grow up in New York, and a lot of a lot of towns in New York State are just like really fucked up, you know. But it'll be you'll be so used to it, and then you'll step to the town two towns over, and you'll be like, "This is fucking horrible." And the fucked up part is that that's most of the country. Oh, like, yeah. There are so many towns that are exactly like Chester, East St. Paul, Minnesota, Dade yeah. County, uh, Florida, where it's just like it's is so much economic depression. That was Ferguson. Yeah. That that that, that is Ferguson. That's Ferguson. For that's sure. Why Ferguson is Ferguson, that's why we all know Ferguson, Missouri. We would not know Ferguson, Missouri if it wasn't that town for St. Louis. One of the worst places you could probably ever live. <laughs> One of like, of you know, 
Probably Memphis too. Memphis is probably a town. Memphis is probably one of the only like major cities <clears throat> where like the economy is completely depressed and everybody like you know, you get to it has that small town feel, but it's technically a major city. Yeah, so you know how like uh you know how like uh like fines and fees in the criminal justice system mostly like even like with the PPA and stuff like that mostly exists to keep people like in the system because yeah. like you can never pay it off so you're just always going to be like being monitored and whatever you're always under the top. And, yeah and so um I'm giving a talk about this to like a class at like uh, my old law school um next week and the person who asked me to come speak, like the professor for the class, she's like, you know, what do you think like they should like read ahead of time? And I like gave them all this stuff because like a lot of cities are like, you know, looking at this. And I was like, but like really, if you really want to understand like the catalyst for all this, read the Ferguson report. It's not just about this, but like it's all the way through that because like every time that city like had like a budget shortfall or whatever, they weren't like, oh, should we raise taxes or should we like cut like spending or whatever they would call the police chief and be like uh can you up like the number of like fines you give out like (laughs) what it was that intentional it was that explicit yeah that's insane i've been listening to the new jim crow (laughs) on youtube and stuff like some it's not the official audiobook it's just like some youtuber reading it or whatever yeah um I mean, you you listen to books and you're always like, oh, let, I got to fact check whatever they say. But the statements, the quotes, and then just like the statistics behind like cities, counties, fucking uh, states being out of money and figuring out like, well, who can I milk the money out of the most? Right. And then just looking to like the people who can't afford to be in that debt. Yeah. Like, Motherfuckers who like turn make now it's like, well, this ticket's two hundred dollars. You want to go to jail or you want to pay this ticket? And you wouldn't even think that that's like a like something that you could actually rely on is like hurting the poor to that extent because you're like they're already poor, they don't have any money. But then you put it under the god the the guise of like they have to pay that or they won't be able to do what they severely need to do which is like go to work well there's percentages too because like they're basically banking on like you know half of them can pay and so will and the other half that can't mm-hmm. pay well then we just carry that as like a deficit in our books like whatever yeah fuck it. or they, they get put it's on just the cost of doing business yeah yeah that shit's wild it is so what are you doing without sports i don't know man watching youtube highlights <laughs> Watching uh, well, uh, you know, NBA TV is free right now. I think I told you this. Yeah, we talked about this, but I haven't act- I haven't been at home that much this week. To uh, this new job I'm at, like I usually like leave the house at like six a.m. I'm not back to like eight, so like never mind then. I haven't yep. been watching that much. I do want to watch more stuff, and I probably will have the time to do it. But uh, it's been been mostly just like watch listening to sports podcasts. Uh, Knuckleheads, you ever see that? You ever listen to that one? No. That's like Quentin Richardson and Darius Miles. Oh, okay. And the best thing about their podcast is that the first question that they ask all the guys that come on is like, who's the first NBA player to bust your ass? And then, uh, I mean, there's always some good answers in there. There's always like some like wild, like, what? Are you serious? I think uh, 
the one that I like the most is like Aos because he's they're like who's the first player to bust your ass, and then he's like, um, you know, before I got to the NBA, I never had my ass bust. I always just dominated. Right. Then I played against the Suns. I played uh, KJ. Was it Kevin Johnson or whatever? And he gave me like thirty nine, nine and nine. <laughs> and, and then he talks about like going into the locker room and just crying, just being like not knowing, not knowing how to lose like that. Because you always forget because like uh, most athletes lose. It's like in basketball, if you have played in the Eastern Conference for the past twenty years, you've just been losing to LeBron every April your entire life. Yeah, your entire career, but you forget that like up until this point, they have been champions at every stage. They have like dominated Pee Wee or youth leagues. They dominated AAU. They dominated college. Uh, they dominated high school. But then they get here and they're losers, and it's just like, oh, you were always a loser. But it's like, no, they weren't. No, because it's, it's so small. Like it's such a small fraternity. Like that, you didn't get there unless you were a winner the whole way. Yeah, it's like AI probably never didn't lose a pick. He probably didn't lose a pickup game for like. I don't know, eight, ten years. Whenever he started to really take basketball seriously, all the way until he got to college, it was like he probably never like walked onto a court and was challenged by anybody. So it is kind of interesting to be like, who's the first guy to make you realize that this is not, this is different than what you thought it was going to be? You know, uh, I've also been uh, listening to audiobooks and reading. All the what? Audiobooks. Oh, nice. Yeah. Like what? Like the new Jim Crow, like I mentioned earlier. Nice. You know, um, and watching like race related documentaries on YouTube. Yeah. Speaking of, uh, speaking of the first NBA player to bust your ass, I think since <laughs> the last time we talked, um, I heard the story about, uh, that Jason Williams told. So like, after he got out of jail from uh, shooting that limo driver, <laughs> he um, he was like really depressed because like like the whole thing does sound like like an accident and like I know that doesn't make it okay. You're playing around with a gun and you shot a guy and killed him. Like doesn't make it okay that that was an accident. But like he he wasn't a bad dude. Like yeah. he wasn't. Yeah. So um, so he gets out. And, like, he was just, like, so overcome with, like, the grief of it all. He talks about being in the uh, in the woods um, in, like, this cabin and just, like, drinking himself to death. And Chris Childs and Charles Oakley showed up on his doorstep. And uh, Chris Childs was doing the whole, like, come to Jesus thing. And uh, Charles Oakley is standing there. And I want to say in the story he told, Charles Oakley's holding a bat. But, like, I think I'm making that up. But either way, Charles Oakley's standing there, and he looks at me, and he's like, um, you can either do it Chris's way with all that Jesus stuff, or we can do it my way. But either way, you're going to rehab. That's happening next. Hell yeah. And, like, and he went to rehab. And, like, it was just another one of those Charles Oakley stories. I don't get why so many people are afraid of this guy. Because he, he doesn't give a shit. But it's, he's not Shaq. You know what I mean? Like he's not. Know, yeah. He's not he's like. Not even he's not bigger than all these guys. Yeah, 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 he's not severely athletic or quick. But I think the thing is like, whatever. Let's just look at it by the numbers. It's like a guy. 
These guys are all huge. They're Scott, all huge. Yeah, everybody's huge. Somebody shot and killed somebody by accident. Granted, he's smaller than you. This guy has technically murdered. And then you're like, I'm gonna beat the shit. I'm gonna beat the shit out of you. That's no Charles Oakley. Think, no matter what you think is gonna happen, I'm putting you in a the hospital. Then you're going to rehab. You know. It's also one of those things where, like, like you remember the video from when Dolan kicked him out of MSG? Yeah. And like he's clearly like exasperated by the fact that like he's being kicked out of MSG, and like. It just made me, like, cause the first time I saw that, like, my thought was, like, oh, here's this old guy getting kicked out of MSG. He's upset. Looking back now, I'm like, no, here's this guy who's like, yeah, I can make Jim Dolan go away. I, I can just make him disappear. <laughs> yeah. And, like, I, it's only by the fact that, I'm, that I don't want to do that is the fact that it's the reason he's still around. He can just turn to him and, like, snap his neck without even thinking about it. Even or, like, I mean, no, you're not that guy unless you know people. Like, he can- well, true. Uh, probably true. But also just like him, pu- he was kind of pushing around that first security guard that like came over to him. They had to get Mike on the phone. They had to get Mike on the phone to call him down. Yeah, it's like, that's that's some wild. He was like about to really make some, some shit happen. Doug, how do you feel about uh, James Dolan uh, getting Corona? You know, I, I'm not... Um, I don't want him to go out that way. Um, I want the league to take the team away from him. I want him to – he had to sell the forum. You see he sold the forum to, uh, yeah, to yeah. Balmer? To Balmer. Yeah. So, I like to think he's hurting for money. I want to see him go that way. I, I don't want to see the guy die from corona. Like, that's Probably not – Probably never going to be hurt for money. He sold the forum. Like he sold the all right. So like the two things I heard was that when Adam Silver shut down the league on the call with the owners, James Dolan was the only one going, No, let's not shut down the league until the government makes us. Like that was that was James Dolan's take. And but he, then he sold the forum two weeks later. He sold like I don't think you do that unless you need the cash. He's also probably he also probably doesn't care about his players, you know? He does not at all. So, like, he wouldn't give a shit about them getting sick and getting – so he yeah, he would be like, yeah, let's just keep – who gives a shit? No, he is the, he is the poster child for um for all that plantation talk that – um I mean, <laughs> Oakley said it. Oakley said that, like, the, like the, the New York Knicks, I mean, it's a plantation mentality over there. No, he does not care at all. Which is why I would say that, like, maybe – like, he doesn't – he doesn't, he doesn't care, care about, his, about the money. He's just like, who gives a shit? I don't give a fuck about these guys. He doesn't care about his fans either. Yeah. He, he doesn't care about anybody. Yeah. Dog, uh, and, and it's wild, too, because, like, it's from his dad. Like, but somehow in his mind, he's better. I'm yeah. too good for my fans. I'm too good for my customers. I'm too good for my players. I'm too good for every, like. Yeah, come watch me play. Come watch me play in this fucking I guess what is it? A country band? A folk band? I guess folk, rock, yeah. rock and ro- rock and roll, but like for people who don't really like rock and roll. Yeah, yeah, the Shore Shots. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. What what is, what's their name again? Uh, JD and the Shore Shots. Is that what it is? I think it is. Yeah. Uh, He's great. I wish I had that much money to just like be con- consistently disrespectful to people who care more about something than I do for like 25 years. 
just constantly disappoint people who actually care. And for me to not care, like to get enough money for it to not matter to me at all, you know? Yeah. I still listen to that, uh, to that ringer video every once in a while. The, um, the, um, the let it be parody. Oh yeah. yeah. Sell the team. Sell the team. Yeah. The guy who did that, Isaac Lee, I think is his name. Yeah. He's a, he's a screen American guy. He's a, the other thing I like about him, he's a, so he's like a super evangelical Christian dude. Really? Yeah. If you follow his Instagram, like he's very, he's, he's, I grew up in that culture. Like he's very, um, yeah, out there with that. Yeah, and he's like, like walking around. I kind of like it from the standpoint that like, it's the ringer, it's Bill Simmons, it's LA, it's as mainstream culture as you get. And like, I grew up with people who are like, oh, you know, like they hate us, they want to silence like, you know, what we're about or whatever. And like, I just want to point to him and be like, no, they don't. Because this yeah. guy works for Bill Simmons in the ringer in the middle of LA and like, yeah. you know, believes all He's the same stuff you do. He's super vocal about it. And nobody hates on that. So you're wrong. Especially from the ringer where like, I, as like big of a organization that they are and like as many writers as they put on and people doing programs and like vocal people in their, their camp. Yeah. They don't all seem to like each other. They don't seem like extremely tight all the way around. It seems like some aspects of them are like really uh, close. You yeah. know, like you listen to a podcast and you're like, do these guys hate each other? Why are they yelling at each other over uh, the potential of the Atlanta Hawks? Why are these guys really, you know, this fired up about this this isn't that serious of a thing well and like they both so so you know i listen to a lot of levitard and a lot of simmons and like the thing that's like strikes me about both of them is that like they both like they like to highlight like people who otherwise might not have made it so shay serrano was on um levitard's podcast this week um south beach sessions like not the radio show but like his little podcast he does and um so shay serrano was like he was a he was a middle school teacher and his wife was a middle school teacher and his wife um his wife uh was pregnant and like got ordered on bed rest and so she had to like leave her job and so they went from being a couple making like around 80 a year to being a couple making around 40 a year um yeah. it was just his middle school salary now and their rent was like two thousand dollars a month so or now rent plus Rent plus something else was 2000 a month, like some other, like, you know, utility or something like that. And he was like, so we were already at a deficit. And um, so he just started writing because he started looking for, like, work from home stuff. And um, he started writing, like, for $15 an article or whatever. And it just snowballed into, like, now he's, like, a two or three time, like, New York Times bestseller and, like, had, like, gets to write sports or whatever, and he's telling the story about how that happened, and, like, at some point along the way, he's writing for, like, the Houston Chronicle or something, and he's, like, and then Bill Simmons called me up, and um, things changed after that, and, like, yeah. he so many people like that, like, him, and, like, I want to say Juliet Littman is another one like that, and then yeah. um, Levitard like, has, like, editor-in-chief right now or something, doesn't she have, like, a some type of crazy title. She runs all the podcasts or something. Yeah, 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 I think that's right. Yeah. And then, like, Levitard has, like, I mean, Mina Kimes would have been fine without him, but, like, I think he helped get her into sports. Dante Foxworth, like, helped get him, like, 
up the chain at like ESPN. But Monty Jones would have been fine without him for sure. Like, I mean, I don't, I don't know who did more for who there, but um, yeah, I think at some point, like the two of these guys need to like run ESPN. They, you know what though, their ability to see that's, and put that's it, why Bill is gone is because they didn't like his. They didn't like his style. They didn't like his style as like a leader, you know, of just empowering the people around him, you know, telling Jalen and Jacoby, "Yo, do your podcast. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if they took you off at of ESPN two. Remember that Jalen and Jacoby used to be on ESPN like two at like two a.m. Yeah, it's, it's when they would air the live show." And now they're like two o'clock or whatever. They're like, but like it's not even those guys that I feel like is where like their ability shows through. Because Jalen and Jacoby were gonna make it. Yeah, like, but it's like didn't... the Kevin Clark's, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's the Kevin Clark's exactly. Yes, um, you know, Clark. it's Rob Lowe. Yeah, um, Rob Lowe. But yeah, yeah. Although he might have made it too. But like Zach my Lowe, point is that Zach like, Lowe. oh Zach Lowe, yeah, thank you. Rob Zach Lowe is the the handsome actor. Oh yeah, it's the one who looks like John Stamos. Like they're, he does they're, look like John Stamos. Yeah, they're the two old white guys who look good. He does. Um, so, uh, yeah, but that's my point. Is that like that's why they need to run ESPN or like at least like be part of like a, an executive team where like they handle talent because like their ability to like see Katie Nolan. Katie Nolan's another one that like Bill Simmons like put on yeah, when she was still sick. doing Garbage Time. Yeah, she's sick. What was she like? She's playing so good. Soccer? before what was she doing oh she was uh she was uh i want to say she was w-e-e-i yeah. maybe in boston or like, like an she athlete was out of boston athlete she, was to like North show. she was an athlete to like mid-atlantic type yeah. of journalism career okay and she's also batshit crazy like <laughs> I, I like she's she's like part like um introvert and like you know like always at home and like whatever and like her instagram stories are way too long and like way too unpolished or whatever but like again some somewhere in the crazy and again uh, and i'm not saying like simmons did this but like i had never heard who katie nolan was and he did an hour with her and like just talking about like how great her show was and whatever um yeah i feel like those guys need to need to run talent um development yeah, at some yeah. point for somebody big they just go to Fox, just turn Fox into ESPN. Or it'll be when a uh, skipper turns a uh, DAZN into like an actual rival of ESPN, and then go work for him again because they both love Skipper. I think DAZN is only good for like pay-per-view type events. I mean, I agree, but like Skipper's mindset is that he's gonna buy the rights to anything and everything he can get his hands on, um, and ESPN's going away from that, which means there's gonna be content available so oh, I, I gotta pee i'll be right back yeah go for it but you're not gonna hit pause so we're just gonna do this so uh this episode of sweet dog and friends is brought to you by uh miller light because when you can't go out to your favorite uh craft brewery um you resort to what you drank in college miller light gonna drink till he comes back it's not because i have a roommate coming downstairs all right i'm back ready say hi to anton what's up anton here what's up dude
Wait, yeah, we're doing an episode of uh, Sweet Dog and Friends. Oh, nice. Hell yeah. Except he didn't do any of his nicknames, so it doesn't feel real. I didn't do any of the nicknames this week. Fuck it. I already was kind of sauced up. I was like working on the house with the Bluetooth speaker way too loud and shit. Just kind of like hanging. Did you see Jason Williams' uh, idea for how to finish out the NBA season? No, I heard I heard a couple of theories. Well, let me let me hear this one. So this one is uh, so all the cruise ships are empty right now, and the the people who run cruise lines are <laughs> losing money, including Mickey Arison, who owns the Miami Heat. And so uh, Jason Williams was like, "Let's get everybody tested. Let's get everybody quarantined to like make sure like you know nobody nobody who doesn't have it gets it, and nobody who uh, does has it does have it like continues to have it. Like once everybody's clean." We're going to throw my cruise ships with people who have gone through the same thing. There'll be an Eastern Conference ship and a Western Conference ship. Damn, respect. Single camera shot. And we'll just play out the season on cruise ships. And, yeah, uh, that's sick. And, like, I mean, it's ridiculous, but is it weird that part of me wants to see that? Oh, I will watch that in a heartbeat. Are you serious? I really want to watch it. Like, it would feel like watching the uh, – remember the 92 Dream Team when they were in uh, Monte Carlo before they went yeah. to Barcelona? And you see the clips of those practices, it would feel like that. That's what it would be. Somebody, uh, apparently the big threes. Uh, oh, you know, yeah. Their thing was like a house. like a yeah, big brother meets, uh, meets uh, the big three. Which would be sick. I would love to just see like fucking like, uh, I don't know, Catino Mobley <laughs> fucking, damn. If they really want to do it, you know who they bring Four out? Like, huh. Yeah, you know. You know who they bring out, like, at some point to, like, really drive up ratings if they're going to do this? No, let me hear it. Vince Carter. Uh, well, no, that doesn't count, though. Because he's yeah, he just retired. He could be in either one. If the season came back in time, he would be like, actually, I'm not. I'm good. I, I, could, I could play another couple of months. I don't think the season's coming back. Yeah, me either. Like, I mean, I hope it does. But, I, I mean. It's not. Baseball is going to happen. Football is going to happen. NBA is done this Baseball's year. Baseball is going to start in like fuck it. Baseball is going to they're going to play like fifty games. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I I, I was thinking eighty, but they're going to play like they're going to start so late. They're going to wait because whatever. They also have like bigger crowds than basketball. Football probably like cut the preseason. Just start start on schedule. Just yeah. like eat, probably cut all of their mini camp too. Cut everything except for like. Oh two. yeah, those, the OTAs are not happening. They're gonna cut like everything except for like three weeks of practice, and then yeah. we're gonna see maybe the sloppiest football. Yep. You've ever seen, right? Oh, for sure. Like they could probably do with like a month Which of. Which is like, why Tom Brady's gonna win the first four games he plays for Tampa Bay. They're gonna go yeah. four zero. Because yeah, that guy's yeah, yeah. the most disciplined guy out there, and he's playing yeah. like, plus wide receivers, like like uber skill guys. It's great, great guy, great great uh, locker room guy. He's, uh, he pays attention. You know, he's the greatest quarterback of all time. I don't even know why we're having this conversation. I don't know what people thought was going to happen, but this is obvious. I mean, it's time. It's time, fucking Brady. It's time. For I, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna show you since we were just talking about Katie Nolan. And uh, we're talking about Tom Brady now. I'm going to try a screen share here with a uh, – with, uh, yeah, here it is. I'm going to try a screen share on Zoom. Uh, how, you, how are you liking Zoom, by the way? You like this shit? It's fine. 
It's all right, right? I mean, it's pretty intuitive for like something that we all just discovered a couple weeks ago. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna share my screen and we're gonna see the uh, the Katie Nolan April Fools joke that the uh, the highly questionable crowd did to her. Here we go. Uh, here we go. Damn, sick. <laughs> Great. Is that a Charlie Conway jersey or an Adam Banks? <laughs> Conway. Uh, by the way, uh, Kravitz, did you uh, get the Edelman story in there? Oh, uh, yeah, Katie, we have to add that. I didn't um, see it. Did you see the um, uh, Edelman to the box for a third round pick? She didn't know. What are you <laughs> talking about? Oh, she didn't know. Dude, what are you talking about? <laughs> That's, right. That's why you came to work. Heard. I'm surprised that you're even doing this. I've been in a conference call. What are you talking about? Yeah, it's yeah. You guys are making it up. You're making that up. That's not true. Is it a third or a fourth, Bomani? Is it third? I think it's a four condition. Oh, this is a for fools. You guys are Stop house. Are you kidding me? Seconds of that vulnerability. We saw the fear. They're going to be able to replay the fear because we got you for 20 seconds. That's so sick. Yeah. No, I love how uh, I love how legitimately upset she was. He was really pissed off. Also, that picture of Doris Burke in the background is probably of all the people to have a picture of in your house. That's a good one. That's a top 10 one right there. Yeah. Oh, hey, here we go. Hey, we're back. I just love how. Uh, this Zoom is sick. Yeah, man. I love that. So, like, for me, it's like uh, it's being a Yankees fan, right? There are like two different types of Yankees fans. Like, you know, like when they lose, they're the ones who shrug it off, like, uh, whatever, we win enough, like it's not a big deal. And then they're the ones who are like that. Like, even after six Super Bowls in the yeah. last whatever it is, eighteen years or something like that. Like, and after she lost Tom Brady, she's still melting down over. Totally looking us, Julian Edelman being gone. Julian, a guy who probably, let's be honest, isn't that good. Even he's not that good. (laughs) He's not. He's only good because he's with Tom. Yeah, barely. He's like uh, he's like the Tiger King's uh, husband. Like the the only person who's like going to make them famous is uh, is that one guy with all the missing teeth. Did you watch all those? No, only a couple, uh, only the first couple of episodes. I watched the first, like, one and a half, and uh, I gotta say, man, Netflix is always, like, I'm always like, oh, Netflix originally sucked. It's, like, once every five or once every 20 or whatever, and then something just pops up, and I'm like, damn, this is amazing. I'm like, this is amazing. But I guess it's just uh, a great story. Did you see OJ's comment about Tiger King? No, what did he say? He got on Twitter, and he's like... (laughs) Like white people, what are you doing? Leave big cats alone. Also, <laughs> I can say without a doubt that uh, that one chick's husband is definitely uh, Tiger Sashimi. Damn respect. And I love the idea that the guy who got off because uh, murder. beyond a reasonable doubt is a thing is not extending the same yeah. um, the same courtesy to. Uh, He's like, man, that bitch killed that motherfucker. <laughs> 
that bitch killed that nigga. And it's like, yo, it's like, yo, are you serious? Not only did he get off with murder, he got out of, he just got out of prison for some other shit. Yeah. He should just be quiet. That's like a Cat Williams bit, I think. Yeah, and by the way, um, when he uh, when he did this, he was coming back from the golf course. Oh, sick. We live yeah, in a I'm world like, where all of us are locked down, but OJ's free. OJ's on a on a fucking golf course. He's at Mar-a-Lago. Him <laughs> and Trump have the same vibes. All like, I'm sure. All of oh, of course, yes. He doesn't get doesn't give a shit. Had like four great years of like actually being productive, and then is just riding that out into the very end, being like, "Do you not know who in I fact, am?" Had he not uh had he not murdered uh um oh I can't remember the names um Goldman I can't remember that guy's first name and then whatever his ex wife's name was yeah let me see let me Google this. Yeah, terrible. I don't know this stuff. But like, if he had murdered those people, it would have been Trump versus OJ in 2016. Dog, I really would. Dog, it would be so great if he wasn't in jail in 2012, and then he like was stinking about running. Damn, his name is Orenthal. If he was stinking about running in 2012, and then he just like pulled the Trump, like he was thinking about it, and then he did it in 2016, it would have been great. Yeah. All right. Let me see. Who did he murder? Nicole Brown Simpson. Mm, Nicole Brown. I was thinking Anne Nicole, but that's a different girl, I think. That's no, that, that's the porn star. No, it's Nicole Brown Simpson and uh, oh, Dati. Dati Afayed. No, that's that's the person who was with Princess Di. Oh yeah, that is. Damn. Yeah. The, like um, that guy was like Indian or some shit. Yes. He's like okay. Some like hot piece of ass that fucking Princess Doll was hanging out with. Exactly. Yeah, with that permanently wet hair. Oh yeah. I love that doll. That was such like a 90s style. It's a really good look. That's a really that like half a can of hairspray look. Yeah. I grew Damn, my hair out at one point hoping to like like run into that. And uh, that's gonna it, come back. Like, it just uh it turned into like uh I basically looked like a male sigh. Like it just sort of like pooped. Yeah. Ron Goldman. Yeah, I can't, I can't wait for that to come back. That like permanent wet head, bed head type thing. Like, oh, I just woke up and I went on a run and I'm now I'm at work now. So uh when's Mary due? May 5th. Sam Show de Mayo. Yeah, it's probably not gonna make it that far. Why is that? She has this thing called gestional diabetes. Oh yeah. So what happens is um mom has a hard time producing yep insulin insulin because of spending time focusing on the baby so then the baby tries to make up that the baby is like oh mom needs sugar or insulin or whatever so he he tries to produce it so now they both for the time being have diabetes but do you guys know it's a he yeah yeah his name's matthew i'm like i'm a he what's his name matthew matthew yeah Matthew mom, Huh? Oh, Matthew, Matthew Matthew Nee Reed. Matthew Nee Reed. Yeah. Nee? Yeah, that's her N-E. last name. N E. N G H E. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh well. All right. I just came off as a very white American there. That's cool. It's yeah. not yeah. No matter what no matter what you it's hot whatever. Whatever you're thinking and whatever it looks like is always different. Yeah. Uh, um How's she feeling? She uh like excited, anxious. What what's the what's the predominant thing? Probably, you can also say pass. Mostly upset because of Corona, like 
derailing the let the third so the third trimester is when you do all of the really cute stuff with your friends yeah. and family that's yeah. the baby shower that's the photos that's the like going to family members houses and letting them like touch your belly and be like oh I, you know he's gonna be a strong boy or whatever but yeah. like you can't just in the house you know yeah. so like you can't do any and that's like I mean, there's a lot of women that I know that are like having babies right now. I mean, yeah. she had, she was in the birthing class with like ten women. Like they're all probably just feeling like, oh, this sucks. This is the worst time to have a baby. You, you mean know? we were in a birthing class with ten? Yeah, we were. Well, I I wasn't able to go because I was working a lot. So I probably went to like three. Like every time she was at that class, I was like literally like in a hole covered in mud. Yeah, but uh. It's just a like it's just a weird time, to have, but I will say that it is a very memorable time to have a child. Yeah. Like I remember, I I have two kids already. I remember both of their births for very different reasons. I remember, I remember down to the second James's birth. It was like a third. I, you know what? I don't remember what day it was, but it was the day that the Los Angeles Dodgers clinched a playoff spot. And they had just beat the Arizona Diamondbacks. And uh, after the game, right, after the game, so like an hour after the game, they came back out onto the field. And the Diamondbacks have a pool in, like, their stands. Yeah, they did. They all came back out afterwards, and they just jumped in the pool. And I was – as James was being born, in between um, around the horn and pardon pardon the interruption – I was watching clips of the Dodgers, like Yasiel Puig, like do front flips into that pool. And I was like, damn, this is. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that year. I remember being like, oh, this is why. That's like, what, 20. 20, You know better than me. You know how old your son is. 2013. There you go. I was going to say 12, so good job by you. Yeah, 2013. I remember being like, oh, this is fucking, this is a weird thing to be happening, right? I mean, I would. And then the second one. It was much later. It was like 1 a.m. And she got stuck, which was weird. I didn't know that can happen. They were like, oh, her shoulder stuck. Oh, her shoulder stuck. And I remember her mom being like, get her the fuck. She like turned to a different person. She's like, get her the fuck out of me. Get the fuck. The fuck this. And I was like, what the hell? And the second time I was freaked out. So. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. Like you, you, you've been through like, you know, that whole process. And I have not. Yeah. I don't know how they don't get stuck. I know. Just, just knowing, just knowing what's happening and where it's happening and how big how they human are. Body I don't is. know how they don't all get stuck. Yeah. So I, I don't, I don't necessarily want to. I'm not saying I don't want to. I'm just saying the whole yeah. yeah. I got something for you, man. Dog, when James is born, and you know this is stupid because this is going to be on the internet for as long as he's alive or as long as the internet exists, presumably. <laughs> I'm excited. He popped out so smooth. Like, <laughs> it was three days of, like, labor, like, him not wanting to come out. And then the second that they were like, oh, it's ready to go, it was like this. I mean, and I've I, never met him, but I've seen your videos. That makes a lot of sense. I watched Given, given his personality. Yeah, I looked at him as he entered the world, and it was a half a second. I'm surprised he didn't jump out and start dancing. 
just give it again just given the videos that you post and like send them like whatever ask me for for my ipad and stuff like can i play can i play games yeah they're so cool i haven't seen them since this year started i don't want to get this this year started no i haven't seen this that makes all this stuff yeah maybe like two months yeah i haven't seen my mom i haven't seen anybody that's really hard but you're doing the right thing I don't want to get anybody, not even just them, like, their grandma, her mom is, like, in her early 60s. Yeah, no, and I mean, you can't... suck for them to die. For her to die. I have no idea if they'll see this, but, like, I was talking to, uh, I was talking to my brother and a sister-in-law earlier, and uh, they were on the way to her parents' house, and, you know, I'm not going to tell people how to live their lives, but in my head, I was just like, really? Feel like we're supposed to stay away from the old people right now. Well, those are the people that um and whatever. There have been more young people dying in their thirties, and a couple of kids have died. But like everybody, I saw is, the Pennsylvania list the other day. Yeah, like you look at the Pennsylvania list. There's nobody below fifty years old on it, and most of them are over sixty. Like I'm not saying like yeah. I know that there's like young people who are like getting it, and I know there's some young people dying, but like still the overwhelming like it's mostly older. You know, above fifty-five with like diabetes or, and and I'm not saying this is like an excuse for like you know people who are like our age to like go out and like do whatever they want. That's not my point. My point is that like fucking stay away from old people. Dog, it's like everybody on the internet is like, who gives a shit about? Especially a lot of like conservative viewpoints is like, who gives a shit about old people? And it's like I know a couple of them, and I I like the people, the old people that I do do really know. I love. I'm like, yeah. what? whether they're blood or not, I don't want them to drop dead. And I don't want to be responsible for that shit. Like, uh, yeah. it, it really hurt my feelings. I would be fucked up if, like, I went to go see my great-grandmother and then within 10 days she was dead. Yeah. Like, when she got, she got diagnosed with cancer in 2016, and I remember crying so hard because I felt like, I felt useless. I felt like I couldn't help her. It was like, I didn't know what to do. I was, I'm not, I'll never forget that day. I was on my way to like a shitty rap show uh, in like 2016. It was like, I was in my, my white Buick. I had a 96 Buick Lissade. I was about to go out to hang out with my friends to go to the show. And she was like, I was like, oh, well, how was your day? And she was like, oh yeah, it was whatever. And I'm like, oh yeah, what'd you do? She's like, I went to the doctor. They told me I got breast cancer. It's not nothing. And I was like, why would you just say that to me? We've been in the house. I've been in in the house since 4 p.m. It's 8.30 now. <laughs> You're going to wait until I'm about to leave to be yeah. like, oh, I got breast cancer. Because yeah. she didn't want me to treat it like anything else. She wanted me to, like, take it as, like, as light as possible. And then it fucked me up. I say all this to say it would really hurt my feelings if like I went to go see my one of my grandmothers or one of my great aunts and then uh a week later I would I would not be doing well, you know, if my fucking grandma died because of me. Yeah, no, same. Um yeah, I'm sort of yeah. prepping myself for it. Like I don't have I don't have that one person. Like I only have one grandparent left. Um, he's pretty old and, um, he's also like maybe the toughest person I've ever known. I, I, he's certainly like up there. I've never like ranked them, but like, he's certainly up there. And I, I assume if a uh, coronavirus came fucking up, badass. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, he was a union Mason, like his entire career. 
And like when he got done with that, he just kept like building stuff. Um, and uh, he still hunts. Like he's in his eighties. He's had like multiple bypass surgeries, and he just yeah, kept. But... Yeah, he just keeps giving the middle finger to like you know nature and like father time and all that. Yeah. So I assume Modern medicine. He, he just popped in the nose. But um, yeah. So I mean, outside of like yeah, my grandpa like. Um, it's just like a slew of people who are like between the ages of like 60 and 75, where it's like, I'd be really lucky if I got all the way through this and one of you didn't, you know? And so, yeah, it's just scary. Yeah. Everybody, you know, and whatever. And I'll be messed up. I'll, I'll not be happy. I'll be very angry. Everybody should stay home as long as they can. Yeah. So it's not that bad. You know, I mean, you have that place that you stay for a reason to be there. If you have to, that's the most important. That's the main thing about shelters. That like, if I have to be somewhere to sleep or to rest, that's where I should go. Just stay there because it's not, it's not, it's really just not worth it. Yeah. Well, and you know, you're talking to somebody who's out six nights a week. So like, if yeah. I can stay in, everybody can stay in. Yeah. Like, if you have to go out for work, if you're essential, if like, you know, like if, if you're going to lose home because you don't go out, then you have to do what you have to do. But like, if you can do, yeah. Yeah. If you need to talk to your friends, just call them. Just talk yeah. to them for 20 minutes, yep. 30 minutes and be like, hey man, I got to go. Yeah. You know, what's crazy is calling people you don't uh, talk to all that much. Right. Cause like, actually the people I see all the time, I don't call a lot right now. It's cause I'm like, oh, I'll see you when like, you know, when stuff opens back up and I'll, I'll see you like I normally do. Like... I've called so many people who like I haven't talked to in forever. I called this uh, friend of mine from college. She uh, she has two kids. She lives in Buffalo. Her, um, you know, between like, she's a working mom, two kids, like her husband works. Like, you know, whenever we like connect, it's usually like five text messages. And it's like, oh yeah, good to talk to you or whatever. And I called her the other night and like, they just had their second kid who was down to sleep and their oldest kid, like her husband and him will do like a sleepover some nights where he just sleeps in his room. They watch videos or whatever. So that way he doesn't feel like the forgotten child. Now that there's like a new baby along or whatever. So she was just free from like eight o'clock on. Cause like um, her husband <laughs> and son were like doing a sleepover in his room. We talked for like two hours. It was fantastic. Like I haven't talked to her that long in years, probably. five years. Oh, I got to pee one more time. I'll be right back. Oh, no. Hey, let's wrap it up, actually. I got to go make dinner. Oh, okay. All right. My, I just had to pee real quick. Oh, hold on. I'll be right back. All right. Fine. Go pee. All right. Okay. One last commercial break here for us on Sweet Dog and Friends. Uh, again, brought to you by Miller Lite. Because why not? All right, my bad. My ability to hold the PM was real bad. Uh, no, you're good. Not I, good. Uh, like I said, I have to go. I gotta make. Uh, yeah, I, I gotta go too. Um, thank you for doing this with me. Yeah, uh, this is fun. Um, send me the uh, send me the recording when you get done. Like I'll uh, send some people who are bored. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, uh, hopefully we won't have to do all the pods like this for much longer. But this was very fun and uh. I think we got some good messages out there to I think in the uh, I think in the I think in a couple of weeks because it's definitely gonna go on for a couple of weeks. Like I will um I will text you a game that we need to watch. Somebody was talking about a game uh 
game seven of the uh, 20, what was it, 2016 finals? Is that uh, when the Cavs beat the Warriors? Oh, yeah, that's the three. Yeah, that's the greatest NBA season of like 25 years, they said. And that, that one might be worth rewatching. Yeah. Also, maybe the 2011 NFL season. I think that's when the Saints won. That was a great NFL season. Any game from the playoffs from that year was probably good. Uh, I want to say. Oh, by the way, by the way, Simmons brought something up. Uh, and he actually he credited a uh, listener with this um, via email. If the NBA season is done, Clay, Steph, whatever they sign um, going into next season, if they win the uh, title next season, their streak is unbroken in terms of making it to the finals. Oh, yeah. Because there was no finals this year. Wait, what, well, what are they going to do about that? Are they going to just, like, crown the Lakers? I think there'll be no champ. Just doesn't – just a wash. Who was the – who was the – wasn't the – weren't the Bucks? Aren't the Bucks the uh, the best record in the uh, league? Or was it the Lakers? Oh, I think the Bucks went on, like, a, a five-game skid and the Lakers caught up to them. Oh. Yeah, I think the Bucks had, like, a bad week, a week and a half. So I actually think that um, if it if the season had gone on, LeBron would have caught Giannis in the MVP race. Probably. I think if everybody has to vote right now, it's going to be Giannis over LeBron. And that might rob LeBron of his fifth, which would have put him in Russell, Jordan, um, like that territory. Yeah. Just real quick, I'm looking at the – oh, yeah, the, it would have been the Bucks. Bucks have like 53 wins. The Lakers were at like forty nine, so they were close. They were close, not that close. They can't do that. They can't. They can't give it to like the the the, um, the best record. That's how. That's kind of how all the other sports work, though. Like fucking uh, like soccer, like the Premier League. It's just like you play every game, and whoever's at first and it's, at the it's, end wins. It's, it's the NBA. Like you can't do that in the NBA. There's, yeah. a, there's a huge difference between winning the regular season and winning in the playoffs. Well, it's a it's whole huge. different. Remember when, a, remember when, like, the Atlanta Hawks in, like, 2015 won, like, like 63 games? Yeah. yeah. Remember Kyle that? Korver. Yeah. Kyle Korver, Paul Millsap, uh, yeah. rookie Dennis Schroeder. We didn't even really talk about sports. I was a believer in that team, too. Like, I thought that team was real. And then they hit the playoffs, and, well, you know basketball. Better. I never like I never liked Paul Millsap that much because he was their best guy. Yeah. And I was like, I don't really like his – I mean, he's versatile defensively, but no, it's like he just can't shoot enough. You know what I bought into with them is the same thing that, like, um, D'Antoni and um, – uh, what's the what's his name? Um, what's the GM in uh, Houston? Um, Maury. Yeah, Maury. Yeah, what they were doing this season. Like, I caught up in that. I got caught up oh, in, in the like, math. Yeah, I got caught yeah. up in the math. Oh yeah, when guys take open jump shots and fuck. Yeah, it. when they when they think they can like outthink everybody and then. I mean, this is where, like, um, like even some of the young guys who, like, talk like old heads, like uh, like KD and LeBron and stuff like that, where they're like, nah, you do all the math you want. I'll see you in the playoffs. Yeah, that's definitely – That's a, I don't even know if it was a playoff thing for me because it was, like – I just didn't, like – like, all right, whatever. Real quick, because I know we got to get out of here. The thing that got me onto the Warriors when they first started to blow up was their sign – was their trade for Andrew Bogut. Oh, yeah. I, was, I was like, that's a great starting five. Yeah, it is. It was like Steph, yep. Clay, Harrison Barnes, David Lee, Andrew Bogut. I was like, oh, that's just like a concrete starting five. 
Yep. I think the thing with the Atlanta Hawks was like they had a weird starting five where like, yeah, they were winning games against teams that they probably couldn't beat two times in a row. Right. Well, you ever notice that like every math team like is all about finesse and like they're gonna like they don't oh, have yeah, the and like when you bring in Andrew Bogut, you're bringing in the guy who can like knock a guy out, punch somebody in the face. Yeah. But also, I think like, it was that, just that like doesn't show up in math, especially for that year. Paul Mills said was like the thing about him that was great was that he was quick for a four. He kind of reminded me of like 2009 or 2000. Yeah, 2008, 2009, Corey McGetty. It was like, as a forward, you should be like, oh, this guy's quick mm-hmm. and he's fast. He can guard anybody. But then you forget that offensively, you probably don't want him to take more than like 12 shots. It's like Paul Millsap's wheelhouse is like, he's like Al Horford. It's yeah. like maybe 12 at the max. But then yeah. like anything over that? And it was just like, who, they didn't have any like, I guess the 2013 like nuggets is like that too it's like andre Iguodala, wilson chandler gallinari ty lawson it's like all these guys are great if they're taking like nine shots max nine to 12 but then once you get a, once you've got to find a guy that like shoots like 18 it's like well they don't have a guy that can do that yeah so like they can win i think maybe the nuggets that year had lost all but like two home games and it's just like, oh yeah, they're great. They just can't. They just can't actually score when they need. They don't have a bucket getter. That being said, I always like uh, Gallinari. I'm thinking of other teams like that. Those like, early, those early Knicks, those early aughts Knicks teams were like that too. Like respecting Allen Houston, but like they didn't have a bucket getter either. Yeah, uh, fucking the Knicks thing was like all their buckets were like situational. They always had guys who like. And one That's what you're talking about with the Nuggets. It's the same thing. It's all situation. All situation. Like, they can get buckets. Like, yeah, Andre Iguodala could finish at the rim. Danilo Gallinari could, like, dribble a little bit and shoot open jump shots. But it's like, it's the game is tied and there's 40 seconds left. Nobody can get a bucket. Not a single meanwhile, one. Meanwhile, I uh, I saw some, uh, some, like, click through on Instagram of Kobe earlier to maybe go look at Kobe highlights. And I saw that one where it was against Portland in the playoffs in overtime, games tied, and, like, I want to say it was, like, 2000 – somewhere in the 2011-2013 range. I can't remember what year it was. But he uh, he's being guarded by two guys. And um, he fakes one way to blow the one guy off and then turns around and knocks down a three in the other guy's face. Yeah. Like, Complete opposite of not having a bucket getter. Like a guy who's taking the dumbest shot on the court. Like you're being double teamed, which means there's at least one person open on the floor and you're still taking the shot in the guy's face. And Amon Chompert has been like on some – he was on like some weird media tour. I don't know what for before like the coronavirus stuff popped off. And he had this clip where he was like talking about Melo not passing to him. And he's like, I'm wide open. And there's two guys on Melo, and he turns over the shoulder and shoots a jump shot. And I'm upset. And Melo's like, I practice my shot. Every time I pass it to you, you miss. So, like, why the fuck? He's like, why would I pass it to you when you don't put in as much work as me? Yeah. Going to that Kobe thing of just, like, he probably – that's probably his – he probably spent 40 minutes in a gym on, There's that class of guys. We should should put together that – so like within the fraternity, that like that like subcommittee or whatever of guys who like 
best bad shot guys. Mm. Like like people who had like no discretion for like whether or not they should be shooting the ball, they were just shooting the ball. Um, like Melo and Kobe are definitely like uh, running that show. Yeah, Melo, uh, especially after this past year, like after he got what like probably is in my lifetime one of the most disrespected all stars. Yeah, like, I've never seen. He definitely is. He didn't have all the opportunities that a lot of other guys had. Like, I think a guy like Chris Paul probably deserves more. He also like, didn't want him. Huh? He also didn't want him. That guy chased money. I don't know if that's true, though, because it's like if he would have went to Chicago, Derrick Rose's knee was blown out within like eight months of him making his decision. Well, that's the other thing is that he also needed to be the guy. He needed to be the guy, and he needed money. Well, all those guys are like that, though. It's like – you talk about, like, Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh taking a pay cut. That's what I'm talking about. It's like a million dollars less than what they would have got. It's like that's two million dollars. And by the way, I'm not, like, I, I don't think, I'm not, I'm not judging Mello. Um, because I, I think know, all yeah, guys yeah. should get paid more. Um, I think the idea of, like, a salary cap is ridiculous. Like, just pay them what they're worth. Um, and, like, you know, let the market control it or whatever. Um, but, like, he thinks, like, LeBron does. And unfortunately, Melo's Wade and Bosch. He's not LeBron. I guess that's right. But I will say that he is better than that tier of guys from his era. I think he. I think he's oh, better. Sure. I think he's better than Chris Paul. I think he's better than. Uh, yeah. You know, maybe even a guy like Joe Kim Noah or like all these like perennial all stars who just were like. Great. See, that's where people put him. People put him in the in the Joachim Noah like uh, like like a bracket and no he's better than that he's way better than that he, is. he would he would he's also great. have won I, I think he's wade yeah huh he he can be wade now nah, wade is like a little different because you got to think wade was like almost kobe status you think that's position nah because if wade was like three inches taller and playing that small forward, he probably would still have gotten all the love and the buzz. You know, if he's playing at the three, if he was six, nine, it would be like, this guy's the great, like there was like a couple of summers. So like, like, I'm not gonna summers think- people are like Dwayne Wade is the best basketball player of all time. I remember that. I remember them being like, he's the best. Know. Player, you know? And I'm not going to take 06 away from him when he, he probably was the best basketball player in the league in 06. Uh, not probably. He was the best uh in the league in 06 it's just hard with him because like it, it's hard to not um I love Wade like as a person um and, and I love watching him play sometimes it's hard not to like see him as the guy who was just like you know Scotty. just embrace the Scotty Pippen role like Scotty Pippen was great too like unbelievably great unbelievably great and the greatest thing about Scottie Pippen is that he was really good playing next to Michael Jordan. The thing about Dwayne Wade that I think is really funny, uh, specifically in the NBA, you always talk about, like, wrong era guys, like Jalen Rose would be a guy that yeah. would thrive really well in this era of basketball. Dwayne Wade really capped Christian Leitner. Christian Leitner would be great. You guys, that guy right now? He'd be stretch he'd five. For 15 years. He just still yeah. he would still be playing basketball. Yep. But I think the thing that about uh, Dwayne Wade is like he got out right before the league eliminated him. Like yeah. he can't shoot at all. Right. 
He could right. he can't out of like 17 feet, he's useless. And he won three championships. Yeah. Without even like a all the stuff that we give Ben Simmons like shit for. He'd be a poor man's Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons is way better than Dwayne Wade from a skill point like from a skill. He's from from for this era, yes. Because Ben Simmons is six ten. And like yeah. If if Dwayne Wade was six ten in two thousand five, he would be the greatest player of all time. Yeah, like he missed his window, and now you got this guy who like basically has the exact same skill set, but yep. probably a better defender. But like at the end of the day, like I want to say that like both of these guys, um, um, early Mike couldn't shoot the ball either. I know. Yeah. Like, from an efficiency standpoint, like, he had, like, shots that, like, made you take him, like, seriously. Like, he wasn't Ben Simmons. But, like, um, from an efficiency standpoint, like, early Mike didn't have that either. Um, figure it out. It takes. I, I'm not saying everybody needs to be Mike, but, like, that guy that guy did the Malcolm Gladwell thing. He took 10,000 shots. Yeah. That, this is why I'm, like, I'm not all on Ben yet. Because it just takes, like, two summers of, like, just only putting up jump shots. No, no, Exactly. He should be doing that right now. That's probably what he's doing. I really hope so. Did you see the headline where it's like, uh, Giannis is like, I don't have a court at my house. I haven't played basketball since the season ended. No. Yeah. Apparently, like, there's a problem with all the guys who don't have a home. A lot of guys have a home gym, but not a court. Because, like, they don't live permanently in whatever state that they play in. Let's get real. He can find a court if he wants to. I don't know, but he probably is too scared to leave the house. Yeah. All right, listen. I got to go. I got to go, too. Thanks for uh, doing this, man. We Yeah, this is great. A couple weeks, we should do it again. And uh, right now, I think the clubhouse leader is uh, 2016 Game 7. Okay. We could do some text back and forth about that. That's probably, that's probably fine. All right. There's a lot of moments in that game. So. There are. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate it. I'll hit you up. Uh, you will. I'll send you the link to this when I'm done editing it. Sounds good. All right. See Peace you, man. Soon.